Hey, thanks for coming back and joining me here on another episode of About Faith. As always, I am so glad for all the support and love that's being shown towards the podcast. And um, I hope that uh, each week something is said that you enjoy and that keeps you coming back. Hopefully something that uh, is wanting to pull you closer to the word and something that, that, that you enjoy or makes you want to dive deeper in the word of God. Um, over here, you know, I do believe that faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by hearing the word. So each week I do want to keep talk, continue to talk about the word of God, which uh, in turn should help us to grow in our faith um, so this week will be no different, but this week I am going to, uh, be starting, uh, over the next few weeks, a, a new series that we'll take a look into, uh, a particular subject and topic, uh, one that I've been kind of meditating on recently here recently. And, um, that topic is finding your identity in God and naturally finding your identity, uh, is important because it strengthens, uh, your character. And one thing I thought about is that even though on, uh, as a Christian, it's important for us to find our identity in Christ is, uh, is, is so that it, it shapes and develops our Christian character. So the topic, uh, this topic of identity, I'm noticing too in uh, this, our, our time that we live in and our, of our society is that uh, the topic of identity is becoming more and more important. Uh, so many opinions are flying around these days from the left and the right of everyone trying to tell you uh, about who they are and who you should be or how you should think. Uh, but none of these opinions really matter. Uh, there's only one person uh, I want to take identity advice from, and that's God. Uh, we have to look at the word of God if we want to understand who we are and who God is calling us to be. So over the next few weeks, that's what I'm going to try to do. We're going to try to look at the word of God and what the word of God says about who we are and how we should be as Christians and what our Christian character and values should be. And to get started, in order to uh, properly travel down this road uh, of finding your identity in God, I I think the first step lies in understanding that God loves you. Uh, trust me, I know, I know, I know, and I trust me, I understand that uh, love is a word that is just tossed around uh, in our society like a uh, like a sack at a cornhole tournament. Uh, so nowadays, the the word love seems to carry no weight or bearing because it's been so mishandled and so and, and abused. Uh, you pe you have people who were supposed to love and yet they abused the person they claimed to love and people who were told that they love someone, they were loved by someone, but, uh, that person mishandled or, or even broke them. And you know, what's crazy. I started to think about that even more. And Jesus even prophesied that it would actually be like that. He tells us that, uh, a, a sign of his coming is that. The love of many is going to grow cold. And he gives us the reason why he says, because there will be an abnormal increase in immorality that the trade-off would be true love would be scarce. So I get it that it's hard for many people to, to love and trust that God won't fail them when they've had so many people already fail them that claim to love them. 
But if I could say anything, I would say that you can trust God because the love he has for you, uh, it is true love. How do I know? How do I know? How, you may ask me, how do I know, CJ? How do I know that the love that God has is true love? And I would say because love does require a sacrifice and God was willing to make that sacrifice. Yes, he met this requirement of sacrifice of love by he gave his only son that whosoever believed in him should not die. Another thing love does, it doesn't wait for you to do it first. And we learn through the pages of scripture, I believe it's Romans chapter five, where it tells us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us uh, to get things right. He didn't wait for us to prove that we cared about him, but he wanted to commend his love towards us. He wanted us to know that he loved us, that he was willing to send Jesus to die. And not only that, Jesus was willing to come and die for our sins. Join, he didn't. He didn't just make the sacrifice, but he was willing to do it first so that you can understand that he truly loved you. And the fact that Jesus was willing to die and to take your place on the cross proves his love for you. And he did that in order to release you from any chains or uh, any uh, 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 strongholds that Satan had on you. And that's why in Second uh, Corinthians 5 and 17, we're told that if any man would be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are new. And so now that I'm in Christ, that old person is now gone and I'm free to live a new life in Christ Jesus. I love that phrase when I read that scripture, new creation. He's saying that I'm in Christ and I'm not the same. I'm, I'm not refurbished. Uh, you're not a, uh, you're, you're, you are a completely new person in Christ. Oh no, no, we're not just renovated or revamped or improved. Uh, but to be in Christ means you have been recreated. You are completely made over. You have been regenerated. You are a new person in Christ Jesus. And, and sometimes the, the enemy, uh, Satan, he attempts to throw our past up in our faces and uh, he will use people, whether it's friends and family or whoever, and attempts to remind you of your old life. And although you may have done those things, you may have lived that life. Uh, uh, that's no longer who you are now that you are in Christ Jesus. You may have been a sexually immoral person or a drug addict or even an alcoholic. You may have been a thief or just an all around bad person, but now that you are in Christ, you are not what I want you to understand that you are a new person and you are no longer your past. If I could have told you anything today on this road of finding your identity to in Christ it's that I want you to understand that you are not who you once were. You're no longer tied to your past. You're no longer uh, uh, that person that was bound in chains and had to do whatever sin told you to do. You are no longer that person that was uh, uh, that drug addict, that alcoholic or whatever it was that was your vice that had you in chains. You are no longer that person. But now you have been made free and you're free to live a life that Christ has called you to live. Another thing we learned through scripture is that we have been crucified with Christ. 
We've been crucified with Christ. And just like he died and was raised, our old man died and we were raised in newness of life with Christ. I believe it's Romans 6. Romans 6 where Paul mentions how that we are dead to sin. And I was reading once when a person gave in, uh, they were given an analogy of this verse and, uh, and how that if a drunk man dies, he's no longer tempted by alcohol. And I thought to think about that. And that's the same way it should be with us. You have died to whatever lifestyle once had, uh, uh had you entangled, uh, but now you are new in Christ and those old habits and Old ways don't make up who you are anymore. That is no longer a part of your DNA. But what now should be a part of your DNA is what he tells us in, I believe it's Colossians 3. That should be holiness, uh, a compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and love. In other words, we should put off, we've put off that old man, and now we should put on the new man of Christ Jesus, and we should resemble, or our DNA should resemble the virtues of Christ. It should be a holy lifestyle that we're living now that is consistent with my new identity. In other words, who I once was is gone, but now I have a new life in Christ. And don't let the devil make you think that you're still your past. You're no longer who you once was. You have been free. The chains have been broken and you are now a new creation, a new person in Christ Jesus. And now you're starting on the road to finding out who you really are in Christ. God wants to mold you. God wants to shape you. And he wants you uh, uh, to be able to use you for people to see the way Christ wants us to be. In him. So now I want you to understand that now that you're on this new road, now that you're on this new journey, you've given your life to Christ. You're no longer your past, but uh, uh, now you have a new identity and you should have new character and that character should be shaped and molded to look like Christ. As Christians, we are called to put on some things now that we have been forgiven of all our trespasses. Uh, God's forgiveness uh, is complete and final. It's not conditional or partial. And since we have been chosen by God and set apart, we now have some duties uh, in our own life that we must live by. So he tells us to pull off the old man. And he tells us to put on a new man that's in Christ Jesus and put on tender mercies or bowels of compassion. In other words, we as believers need to have, uh, uh, be tender towards people and have tender mercies towards people, uh, and not something that, uh, would turn people off, not something that would have an attitude that makes people not want to be around us, but we should have an attitude that makes people want to be around us and make them want to be like what we have in us. He also tells us that since we've been saved, we ought to put on kindness. We ought to have a kind attitude towards one another. He says to also put on humbleness of mind. 
in this day and time, you can see that nobody wants to be humble, but just like in Paul's day, they reverence uh, 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 pride and uh, they reverence domination and they reverence nobody's humble anymore. Everybody has this look at me attitude, but he tells us that we are to put on humbleness of mind. And I want you to understand something that humility does not mean that you are, uh, 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 it does not mean that you think poorly or bad about yourself, but he's, it actually is uh, that you have a, a proper mind and thinking about where everything in your life comes from. You understand that you wouldn't be where you are if it wasn't for God and that you did nothing of yourself, but God's help has brought you this far. He also tells us that we should put on meekness. And I talked about this before, how meekness did not, does not equal to weakness. Uh, but what meekness is talking about, this word is described uh, uh, and talked about somebody that is has power and it's under control. In other words, these people don't, I'm a person that doesn't fly off the handle at everything and look to retaliate, but I have my emotions and everything under control. So he tells you to put on meekness and then for after meekness, he tells us to put on long suffering. And which it literally just means having a long temper. And what's the opposite of that? Somebody that has a short temper that's ready to get upset and ready to retaliate. So if you are used to being a fighter, you probably, that's not who you are anymore. You should put off that short temper, that short fuse, and you should take on long suffering, a long temper. It's not wrong to get angry, but it is wrong when you get easily angry at everything. But that's not becoming of a Christian. He's also tell us to forbear one another. In other words, we should lift each other up. Then he also tells us to put on forgiveness. And in this life, you're going to have people that are going to talk about you. They're going to mistreat you. They're going to uh, 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 persecute you. But he tells us that even in that, we should be like Christ and we should carry forgiveness because this forgiveness will open up the heart to the fullness of the love of God. And he also tells us lastly to put on love, which I think is the most important of these Christian virtues. And it acts like a girl. It ties everything together. All the spiritual quality Paul has names are aspects of true Christian love. And if you read, you understand that if we're able to put on all these things, now we're going to exhibit and uh, uh, go forth in the identity and the character of which Christ wants us to be. So he tells us to take off who you used to be. Don't worry about who you used to be because I saved you. I've delivered you. I've changed you and you're no longer what you once was. But now I need you to put on and walk in these new responsibilities that I've given you. As a child of God, you are no longer your past. You are no longer what you once were, but now you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. So the first thing in this first episode, I wanted you to understand that you are not your past, but you have now been free from that and you are a new creature, a new person in Christ Jesus. I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode here of About Faith. I do, again, appreciate all the support and we're going to go ahead and roll the outro.
This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, CJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.